All right, it is time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's start with the deal for family doctors in British Columbia. Huge. Family doctors getting a, a significant raise Huge. here. Huge. Huge deal. Biggest change in healthcare I've ever seen, frankly. Wow. All the years I've been covering it. Uh, going from a, a payment um, structure that had family doctors earning an average of $250,000 a year last year, Plus paying their their overhead, which right. was growing in in significance as uh, cost of living, inflation, rental, uh, leasing, everything was going up to the point where it was becoming extremely problematic for family doctors, basically running their own businesses. Right, they're not in hospitals; they're in their own private business with other partners, uh, sharing in the cost. But still, it was a prohibitive cost. So yesterday, going from two hundred fifty thousand on average year to now three hundred eighty five thousand dollars. Guaranteed, if you have you know twelve hundred and fifty patients, you like work. about a forty percent increase. Yeah, it's huge. Big. Plus, plus your overhead is largely paid, not entirely, but you're uh, covered for that as well. So this is a huge, huge uh, change in payments. Now we'll see how it works down the road. We'll see if it uh, um, attracts people uh, into the profession. It's one of the goals here is to convince or lure some doctors working as hospitalists in hospitals who earn $300,000 a year to change into family physicians and go into family practice with an increase in uh, compensation, which is significant. And then on top of that, you had a, a general $708 million increase in compensation right across the board. So uh, specialists are getting more as well. Uh, there's going to be a roster rostering system. You can, If you don't have a family doctor, you can sign up to... Um, be on the roster for other family doctors. So it's a significant change. Uh, we knew it was going to it was going to change. We knew that the there were going to be changes. The fee for service was not going to be eliminated, and it's not eliminated. But something was going to um, come in place of of it to lure doctors into this profession. And I think it took everyone by surprise yesterday. Right. So I spoke to some people this morning who were surprised at the scale of this. Like it's it's bigger than people anticipated. Would you say? Oh, yeah, I, I, exactly. And we yeah. knew change was coming. We knew there'd be incentives, there'd be change in the structure. Yeah. I don't think anyone saw $385,000 as a base salary. Okay, let's listen to Dr. Rita McCracken here from UBC. She's a family doctor herself. She was a guest earlier on the show, and here was her thoughts on it. I have a few concerns about this new deal as it's been announced mm. because we are still relying on the physicians to run their own business. So we certainly have made it more lucrative. Um, those people who are interested in running their own business, I think this is really going to help them um, stay in business. I'm not so sure about how many new uh, family doctors we're going to be able to attract. With this okay, family. so she was largely supportive of it, but with a few caveats there. She, yeah. she just we had doctors on Global last night saying basically the doctors got everything they wanted here. Mm. This was a complete win for the doctors of BC. Uh, their president, Dr. Sanders, saying it was the best deal ever negotiated on behalf of doctors in Canada. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, uh, it's not going to be solved overnight, obviously. It's going to take some time for this to play. It doesn't even start till February. Um, and we'll see how it, you know, how it goes. But, I, again, I think this is probably the most encouraging thing we've seen when it comes to attracting family physicians that we've ever seen. I mean, the liberals kind of had to admit yesterday they thought this was a step in the right direction, but their health critic, Shirley Bond, also saying 
you know, we want to see some deliverables details. here. How about some details? How is this going to be measured as a success? Yeah. yeah. And well, one of the measurements is how many family doctors do we have today? Right. How many family doctors will we have this day next year? Right. And, you know, that that's the main measuring stick, I would think, is how many family doctors are actually being attracted here. Okay, let's talk about Doug McCallum. He gets his day in court yesterday. The former Surrey mayor charged with public mischief mm-hmm. over this now, you know, epic confrontation he had with a constituent in the parking lot of a grocery store. And let's have a listen. Let's go back in time here. Hit the go to the wayback machine. Here is McCallum after this confrontation with a driver in a, in a parking lot. And here's what he said happened. She clipped my knee and in my bottom leg and then ran over my foot at the same time and then took off okay so the woman at the center of this debbie johnstone on the stand yesterday this is the woman that mccallum said ran over his foot rather colorful testimony yeah and she denies running over his foot but she does admit that she uh called him a a scaly mother effer scaly faced a scaly a scaly (laughs) face A scaly-faced mother effer you know, is about the not, best thing. Not to defend Doug McCallum, and I'm not, you know, the, it will, the court will go where it goes, but he's a public official, yeah. and for someone to confront him like this and yell that type of stuff at a public official who's working on behalf of the public, I think is also unacceptable. So as much as everybody's laughing at McCallum and, oh, did he do, was this actually true? The videotape that's in evidence now shows, raises questions about that. But you, you dial it back to the original confrontation. Why should a mayor going to a, a shopping mall be faced with that type of verbal abuse? I agree with you. And I think that is over the top. And we're living in an era now where elected officials are facing all kinds of threats and violence. Yeah, no, so no, it's, it's I don't condone it. I don't condone that either. She also called him evil. She said on the stand. Now, that does not mean that McCallum gets to a level of false accusation. No, not, against- at all, not at all. I mean, if, <clears throat> if he did that, that he's going to pay a price for that. But I think it right. starts with the confrontation of him being verbally abused by someone like this, which I think is unacceptable. Right. No, I agree with you, but we'll see what happened, whether this stands up in court now, that his claim that she hit him with her her car. Now, there's videotape evidence here, which I think is going to be crucial. What about this other, as this trial goes on, McCallum has hired a very high-priced lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sparing no expense here in, in his Peck. defense. Richard Peck, who's one of the you know the legal eagles in the mm-hmm. city, very high priced lawyer. And now Brenda Locke wants to <clears throat> ensure that taxpayers don't pay his legal costs. Right. Not, not sure how that's going to be resolved. How <laughs> now? What is the deal with that? Because right now, McCallum, is Surrey taxpayers are paying for his mm-hmm. lawyer. You have the new mayor saying, "Well, I'm going to put a stop to it." Can she stop it? I'm not sure she can. Um, obviously, she's going to have to get a legal opinion from her. Uh, Surrey lawyers, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Just uh, again, just like she says, she can turn back the clock in, in trans, uh, non-transitioning or untransitioning the police force to Surrey. We haven't seen the plan from her yet, and we haven't seen the legal basis in which she can demand that uh, McCallum return his legal costs. The central argument against not paying for his lawyer is that he was. This happened on his own personal time. That he mm-hmm. was out shopping, was out and shopping. This, so he wasn't doing the the public's duty, exercising his duties as mayor, so therefore the taxpayer should not pay for him. Now, he will turn around and argue that, look, he's always on duty as the mayor, and that this woman who he had this confrontation with was there to collect signatures on on a petition around the RCMP issue, so that 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 is his 
his he argument, I'm sure one of his arguments would be that this whole thing happened because he was the mayor. Right. right. He wouldn't have been faced with this confrontation if he was Joe average citizen. Right. He, she uh, she uh, confronted him because he was the mayor uh, on a certain issue. So that was in play in public. It was uh, it was because he was mayor. And he'll argue, well, that means it's on, on the mayor's business. Right. So therefore, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be difficult for mm-hmm. taxpayers of Surrey to get their money back here for this lawyer. I, I, and in fact, I don't think they will. I don't think they I will I had either. to predict it right now. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, how many kids came to your house for Halloween yesterday? Hard to say because we kept the bowl, bowl down at the bottom of the stairs because our dog goes a little crazy with everybody oh. coming to the door. But I would say probably 70. Okay, well, that's, that's quite a lot. You've got a lot of kids in your neighborhood. Well, I live across the street from elementary school. Right. And we've right. got a lot of kids in the neighborhood. We always get a very small number of kids coming to our house in the same Well, you live on a dead lesson. end street. We do. And, uh, it's, you know, it's always kind of fun to see the kids coming around. So I wish there were more, but, you know, what are you going to do? You know, the kids who came to our door, they got a lot of candy. Okay, that's how so we come. All our candy was gone, even though I confess I took several myself. Did you? I did. I'm shocked to hear you <laughs> admit that. Um, let me play this clip for you from Matthew Trudeau, who is the spokesperson for the Vancouver Fire Department, on the, the fireworks ban. Now, there's a fireworks ban, and this, this is kind of a patchwork of rules around mm-hmm. fireworks from municipality yeah, to yeah. municipality. A lot of municipalities have effectively banned them. And he says it's actually, he supports the ban and he thinks it's making a difference. Here, here's what he had to say, then we'll get your thoughts. Since 2020, we've seen a, a significant drop where we're just not seeing the damage to schools, to property, to vegetation, to our trees. So uh, I think it was pretty effective in, in doing what it intended to do. I mean, it's kind of h- hard to argue against a ban when you have knuckleheads causing damage, but... I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love setting off fireworks. Well, yeah, I used to live in an apartment complex when I was a kid, and we, we had a big fireworks show in the middle of the pr- playground, put on by the managers, very oh. very well managed, and wasn't ad hoc or anything. I'd have to say, as a dog owner, I don't like fireworks. Yeah. Dogs are really quite frightened, and cats are quite frightened by the sudden loud noises. And also, we didn't. I, I don't know about you, I didn't really hear any fireworks in Victoria last night. Um, I didn't hear a year, lot. Some years, I heard a, I've heard a few. Some years they go on to like one o'clock in the morning, yeah. which is a bit ridiculous. So why uh, can't we just have a little fun once a year, though? Well, if it's, I think if it's, if there's a structured fireworks yeah. display rather than just these random yard type things where where there's no rules and they go on all night long, I yeah. think that's a bit much. Okay, let's go right to your phone calls here, Jim in Surrey. Hi, Jim. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I really like the new pay structure for the doctors. I think they need to make more, but I really, really think they need to start seeing patients in person again. Uh, My own health, I had two telehealth appointments. Finally, on the second one, my doctor clued into the shingles I had on the bridge of my nose that were going towards my eyes said, oh, oh, my God, you got to come in and see me right away. And I was like, well, that's what I was trying to tell you, dude. Um, yeah, not all health care can be done over the phone. And the second he wants to do a prostate exam over the phone, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck good on luck. that. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, well, we're yeah. slowly getting there. I mean, not uh, it's not 100% back in person, but those numbers of visits are are increasing. It obviously dropped dramatically at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, I've had one telehealth uh, visit with my doctor, but I've also had an in-person visit. So we're getting back to in-person. I had a telehealth visit recently, and the doctor said, "I'm going okay, I'm going to um, refer you to a specialist for the issue I wanted to discuss. 
And he said, you'll get an email about it. Then I got an email saying there's nobody available. Mm. Go to a walk-in clinic. I'm like, okay, well, this is the problem. I've been having trouble getting into a walk-in clinic. That's why I'm doing the Telus Health. Access is still a problem. No. no question. Helen in South Surrey. Hi, Helen. I, uh, uh, I'm calling about the fireworks. I live in South Surrey. Yep. And we have had fireworks every night since Diwali, and they go on till about midnight. Now, in Surrey, I thought they were banned, <laughs> but obviously not. Nobody's doing anything about it. Um, and I am always concerned about the climate change. Uh, I know I, when Vancouver used to have theirs, the smoke was horrendous. So what is that doing to our climate? And like I say, these fireworks have been going on till after midnight, so that's doing that too. And Thank you. I, that's, that's just my concern. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, thanks, Helen. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's more of a disruption than anything. I'm not sure about the climate thing, but uh, it's a disruptive activity. But these bands don't seem to be all that effective. I mean, you know, fireworks going on every every night in her name. Not sure what the like. rule is in Surrey. As you said off the top, it's a hot uh, patchwork of rules. Yeah. Um, Vancouver banned them totally. I don't think Surrey did. Yeah, but even municipalities where they are banned, oh, there's they're still going off laws, and I mean, you know. You know, we, you and I were talking off off air about our childhood, about how many fireworks. There was no ban then, I'll tell you. There was no ban. You could go to a corner store, sure. buy your firecrackers and, and Roman candles. Oh, yeah. Stock up on them. And, and I remember kids would <laughs> fire Roman candles at each other across the I field. Know. I mean, it was uh, I know. It was awesome. But show. then you always hear about now. You know, that, and the kid blew his finger out. Well, that's it. I yeah. mean, you have some tragic incident where someone suffers a bad injury. So, you know, it's hard to argue against a band on that regard. Sarah and Kamloops, hi. Hi there, how's it going? Good, good, good. go ahead. So, my opinion is this. In Kamloops, they're banned, and we live uh, just outside of Kamloops, about 10 minutes, and it's a rural community, um, and we have a person that is licensed and certified to set up a fireworks display, and we've done it for 30 years safely, and it's a great community community. Um, Things mm-hmm. everybody can join together, and yeah. by banning them, I... Oh, we lost you there. I think we can only fund police so many things. Thank you, sir. Well, the key word there is rural. <laughs> it's a different thing if you're in a rural community than if you're in a you know a heavily uh, populated urban center. Let's go to Laura in Richmond. Hi, Laura. Go ahead. Hi, Mike. You're a nice guy. But I really have to disagree with you when you say, why can't we have fun once a year with firecrackers or fireworks? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not fun when your fun is hurting another living being, be it a I human know. or an animal. And we used to throw Christians to the lions and we stopped doing that, <laughs> although some people thought it was fun. <laughs> It so, was fun. Bit of a stretch there, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Why can't I, we throw Christians to the lions? Exactly. Well, one day a year. Um, no, again, as a dog owner, I don't like fireworks. Well, Sorry. It. It, yeah. it really hurts pets and torments them. Yeah. Squeeze in one more. Mike and Surrey. Mike, you got 30 seconds here. Yeah, I've got the pet too, and it's, uh, it's hell in Surrey because it lasts for well over two weeks, the valley all the way on. It's. Uh, yeah. It's last night was three o'clock in the morning was the last one that went off, and uh, it's it's crazy. But it's, it's yeah. like that, and it'll be like that for another week. Another you know week what? Be going on. Thanks for the call. I mean, you know, the, when you talk about the patchwork, there's I think it's just 
is it Port Moody is the last place where you can go and actually legally buy fireworks. I think there's one place left. In the, in yeah, Metro. no, it is a patchwork. Yeah. Um, interesting that the province ever brings in rules. But back to the previous caller, there is a difference between rural and urban. Yeah. Uh, you can, I think, do it safely in rural areas where it's not having as much of a noise impact as you do in, in heavily densified areas.